Oh shit, what's up dude? You are listening to Swamp Talk, brought to you by Brettle Brook Studio. Here's your hosts, Sean Miller and Corey Bush. Help. Help me. Help me, stepdad. I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. I've been Hello, Ooh, episode 68. Yep, one more episode. One more, and we're at 69. Nice. We got our guests all locked in for episode 69, but we're not going to reveal. Yeah, who we, it ain't, is we ain't. Uh, we ain't because we are very on that one. excited. Because <laughs> he's a felon. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> he's been to jail, but we'll get into that next week. Tonight, yeah. tonight's even we gotta, better. We gotta get. I think I booked this guy almost like a month ago, or something like that. But um, yeah, guest here's um Robert Blank. If you want to introduce yourself, <laughs> Richard to the Blank. Show. Oh, <laughs> Richard Blank. Good job, <laughs> Sean Corey. It's so great to be with you guys uh, tonight on Swamp Talk. We're gonna have a good time. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, that's yeah, my pleasure. You guys do some great work. It's um, it's enjoyable, and like most of the other podcasts that just go through the same motions, uh, there's always a wild card <laughs> on Swamp Talk, so you never know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. always, <laughs> yep. always a wild card, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I don't have. There's a lot of information yes. that I could have gathered, uh, but we're just going to let you tell all the information. But we're going to start with that you are the chief executive officer of for Costa Rica's call center since 2008. How did you get into that? Well, I had a one in a million opportunity, guys. Back in August of 2000, when I was 27 years old, a good friend of mine just wanted me to come down for a couple months to teach English. And, you know, once that barn door was open, I wasn't coming back. (laughs) You guys know this. If you can get past your parents' guilt, you can live anywhere in the world. So uh, that's true. Yep. Decided to shed some skin. You know, we spoke prior to the podcast where you need to be happy with where you're at. And I can pretty much be happy anywhere. But I also do know this. By having an open mind and learning a second language, uh, transitioning to Costa Rica made it easier for me. And once I learned the business, and I threw my hat in the ring. And next thing you know, we're almost celebrating our 15th year in business. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I struggled to keep a job for more than three years. <laughs> so that's awesome. I, I've been at my job for 15. Oh, geez. I don't know how. If it's four, I mean, I try. And a half. I do try. Like, I, I typically like my jobs, but I get too passionate. Yeah. So when things start going south for the company, I start getting vocal. Yeah. <laughs> and that usually ends up being my uh, downfall because they don't like that. They just like having people stay in line and do what they're told. Yeah. It's like, I'll do that, but I'm also trying to save the company that I'm working so hard for. But that's awesome. You found the job basically of your dreams, right? I mean. Well, no one really gives you a blueprint for call centers. I don't even think I knew one what one was. But uh, I tell you what, guys, I grew up in the Northeast. I'm a Philly boy. Oh, and when oh, I graduated okay. high school back in 91, um, I chose to double down on Spanish yeah. and be a Spanish yeah. communication major at Arizona. So I, I just didn't take the traditional route because a lot of the times, guys, and you know this, 
that you could be given opinions and people could almost predestine your careers. And yeah, it's not being a rebel, but it's almost being a dreamer. Yeah. And I just knew what felt natural, guys. So I decided to go with languages. And so I was pretty much prepared when I came here. I was bilingual. I was marketable. And I also had the desire to do something. But check this out. You were just mentioning earlier about how you were treated at your work. When I was at my friend's center, I wasn't sea level. I was with the people. And, and I was there for four years. Yeah. So you got to see the good and the bad. And really, gentlemen, it's about the dignity. It's about making sure someone feels good about themselves and that you acknowledge the work that they do so as much as i think i can crack a code sometimes it's just being an old school coach yeah. teacher or mentor and people will come back and as you say swing for the fences and go for it yep yeah yep but it's interesting though man i am a guest in this country and so i had to learn besides the labor laws you know it is a different tradition here this it's a poor vita place Pura Vida translates to pure life. So there's a lot of ecotourism and it's very natural. And, and it's like being in the 1950s, multi-generational families and neighbors know each other. And so um, a lot of the stuff we know from Massachusetts and Pennsylvania sometimes don't fly down here. You have to adjust. Yep, yep. You have to almost shed a skin and, and start anew. And, and guys, I was ready for something like that. I wanted a, a second life adventure, if you could look at it that way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I've wanted to move to Canada for pretty much since I left high school. Yeah, that's and, all uh, you talk about. <laughs> I know, it is all I talk about. And uh, I finally got my wife on board, and we're looking into it right now. Whereabouts in Canada? Where are you looking? Um, I want to go to Nova Scotia and Halifax. Very nice. Yeah. She's got the degree I don't have, but... Uh, I'm well, sure. We got the looks. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let someone else be smart. But no, that's yeah. great. You, you, you should test things out from time to time. It shakes things up. Get new friends. Yep. You know, you open your eyes. It's, it's, and you can always come home. Yeah. You always have your support group there. So, yeah, I totally agree. But the, the problem is you guys are going to miss each other, right? You're going to be doing this podcast at the distance. <laughs> yeah. 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 Be switching to digitally. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no more parks. I, I'll... I can always come back whenever the fuck I want and stay however I want because I am still a citizen here. Yeah, you, so you could. If I can find an online job or a stay-at-home job like I do now, I can just take my computer home with me. Well, <laughs> theoretically, you could... Well, no. I can do that now. Yeah, you could do it now. Theoretically, yeah. But, I mean, eventually they're going to be making you go back to the office. Yeah, in two weeks. Oh yeah, that's right. My mom was telling me about yeah, that. Yeah, or like in a week or so. Yeah. I don't. Whenever that email came out, I've been home for like two and a half years, and uh, probably about I don't know a year ago, I finally got super used to it, and then I started getting bored, so I picked up another job uh, during the day, and now I'm just so used to working that other job and then working at home. Now I have to go back to the office. Now I have to adjust of not being home all the time. Yep. And all fucking day. And working two jobs now. Yeah, so that's going to suck. Yeah. But There's whatever. not cool people at the office where you go into? No, I, I love the people I work with. Uh, they're really what? fun. But I only work with them because I work second shift. I only work with them for like two hours. So... <laughs> Like, yeah, but you get that sweet new kitchen. Yeah, that I do they have it in. where my cubicle used to be is now a, a kitchen dining room, 
area, like a break room. Uh, really? Yeah, I don't know where my desk is. I didn't even check it out yet. But uh, I'll, I guess I'll find out in that's about a week. That's the surprise. Yeah. That is surprise. your desk. <laughs> <laughs> the kitchen. That, that's where my office is, yeah. right at, right next to the Brian, this is your... <laughs> I'd love that, because that's the only spot in the whole office that has a window. Ooh. But, yeah, I don't get the window anymore, so... Oh, well, yeah. yeah. They probably took that away, because windows can be distracting. Well, I got that 25... Oh. I got that 25-foot HDMI cord, so if... The uh, I didn't check, but if my PC has the HDMI cord, I can just bring in a little TV and set it up next to the window. No one's gonna know. I'm the only one there at night. <laughs> Does that increase your work performance when you have that? Not say distraction, but stimulation. Does that help you relax and do your job? I know it does for me. What? Just having something. Oh, it doesn't yeah, yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. have to be like a TV show, but. As long as I have, like, music or something. Yeah, I usually have, like, a TV show on in the background. And you guys are saying your boss wouldn't be down for that? If you come back to the office, hit your numbers, but you still have that luxury, they wouldn't allow you to do that? <laughs> I'm sure they would. Yeah. I, I mean. Maybe I, your boss. I work, for, yeah, <laughs> I work for a newspaper, so it's really just waiting on the newsroom. So yes. it's just a bunch of waiting. Jeez. So you got to fill your time somehow, so I usually just watch a show on my phone or browse the internet. At my old job, if we were caught with our phone in our hand, we were suspended yeah, suspended for a day yeah. or so, as maybe long as even I don't a week. Miss anything, it's not an issue. But it's like I, I try to tell them, I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to put on some music. I was like, it's very boring in this warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to hear about so-and-so's uh, dental appointment that they had and however many cabinet shit out. Yeah. But with us, you can't have cell phones on the floor, on the telemarketing floor, but we have opened up certain websites for them to go to, like a Wikipedia, yep. other, other types of news where they could read, even listen to music. And so as long as it's controlled, it's not like porn yeah. or something yeah, yeah, that's exactly. distracting exactly. or offensive. <laughs> and if they are reading something in between calls and getting, you know, that sort of stimulation, I'm all for it. I, I'm very open-minded as long yeah. as they really don't take advantage. I, I just want somebody just to, once again, feel fulfilled. They don't quit yeah. and they come back and they, and they just dry harder the next day. The key thing's not taking advantage of it. And I, I mean, I witness people at my job. This is probably why they were so reluctant to let us use cell phones for music. But I did, I did eventually convince them that people need music in this warehouse. And they did let that one slide. But I would be walking down an aisle to go put a couple rugs away. And there would be somebody there on his phone just watching uh, YouTube or Netflix or something. And then a half hour, I'd come back to put another rug away. And they haven't moved from that spot. And they're just still watching the same thing. And I was like, you're <laughs> the reason why we get in trouble here. Yeah. yeah. Just, just look at them in 10 years. They missed the starting gun, as Pink Floyd says. No one told them when to run. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you can't hit the ball and drag Johnny, gentlemen. So if that per individual is just holding it back, they'll get caught eventually. Yeah, yeah. Just but you guys, you've never been to Costa Rica, huh? Have you guys ever been to Central America? No. Nope. I was actually supposed to go to Costa Rica, the Dominican Republic, and a couple other places on a cruise. But then COVID nope. happened, and that whole... Uh, 
trip kind of just got voided out. <laughs> they refunded my money and everything. I was like, well, I guess I'm not going oh, on yeah. that cruise. I forgot about that. Yep. Not saying I'll give you a final exam question, but we are north of Panama, south of Nicaragua. We have the only democratic society in Central America, so there's no standing army, a 95% literacy rate. You guys, uh, there's companies such as Amazon, HP, Intel, and Oracle that are here. And with ecotourism, from the zip lines to the beaches, waterfalls, monkeys, iguanas, and butterflies, I mean, people just come here for to lose themselves, find themselves, and... Man, drink as much beer as you guys can <laughs> and have the best time. Yeah, for a fraction of the cost. It, <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to go. Honestly, I I, I think it's beautiful. Um, How's your high school Spanish? Is it good? No, <laughs> I failed. Actually, I did so bad that they transferred me out of there and they gave me another vocational class because. I was really good at vocational and arts, so they, they moved me out of some of my academics. And they're like, well, are, is this what you're going to be doing for a profession? And now I'm doing carpentry, so I guess so. But uh, I told I them, honestly. mechanics back in the day. I don't, you yeah. know, those Voltec classes are great. Yep. I did a little auto mechanics. It wasn't really my thing. Same with auto body. I, didn't, I, I know a little bit how to do it, but nice. I didn't really. It, it was more woodwork and uh, metal fabrication. I would love to learn electricity, plumbing, yes. how to fix my car, and carpentry. I would have taken it every freshman to senior year. Yep. So you're taking home tech. What? So I can uh, what, learn how to make a cake? That's great. I want to fix my car. <laughs> yeah, more important. Do everything yourself, then you don't. I mean, that's one less bill at the end yeah. of the day, you know? Even survival skills. Imagine if someone showed you outside like Bear Grylls and, you know, and the. Where you learn how to make do trapping and start fires and yep. protect yourself. I, I love that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I took uh, I didn't do Spanish, but I took horticulture, which was the vocational one of the vocationals that they offered at my school. And that was fun because I got to be the last three periods of the day. That's uh, that's planting, uh, right? Yeah, it's working in the greenhouse. We yeah. went out and did landscaping. That's good too. And stuff. Farming's yeah. good. Like there's yeah. there's I mean, any farmer is going to tell you that they don't make money. They don't yep. make shit for money, but you see these giant farms that they're working on. It's like, well, that's where your money's going. You're yeah, just expanding your business. They got a contract you know? with whatever company, yeah. and they suck the money out of them and make yep. them upgrade things that they can't really afford. So they got to get loans, and they're just massive debt. Yeah, debt, uh, debt. for a couple years, typically. Yeah. Once uh, the newer farms, but I little mean, farms. Don't yeah, it, yeah, little farms. Perfect. I mean. If it's an old enough farm, you'll be protected by your town. Yeah, typically, uh, the right down the street from here, Pembles Farm. Yeah, the guy next door put in a complaint saying it smelled like uh, cow shit. Well, yeah, there's cows, <laughs> and the town of Pittsfield fired back, and they're just like, "Well, that farm's been there longer than I've been in the office. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and probably longer than you've been alive." He's just like, "I don't know what to tell you." He's like, "You knew." That farm was there when you bought the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but it's one of the greatest pastimes. Even small gardens. Yes. You just like, you know it, it. It's therapeutic. It's relaxing. You, it tastes great. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. Yep. Grow your own food. That's the way to go. Once you start doing that, I mean, it's not saying you're an old man. I'm almost fifty years old, but I'm excited for things like that. <laughs> you know. Yep. 
Hey, I can hold it against me. We we live in Mass here, and that's I can't wait to have a big enough yard or a yard open enough to where I could have my own garden, grow my own pot, like do my own thing. Finally, like experiment a little bit, see what I can grow. That farm on the way to New Hampshire. That one year when they did the hemp. Oh, hemp they plants. were doing hemp. Yeah, hemp Dude, plants. The next year they had all new equipment. Yep. They have like yeah. new tractors and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Have, that's what I mean. More like, cows. And... You get good at growing that, especially around a, just from one harvest. Around a place where it's legalized and they need farmers to be growing pot, like the land for that. One harvest and you're gonna be good. Yeah, I can guarantee. Surprisingly, you. no one like drove up in your pickup truck and fucking started ripping that shit out of the ground. Uh, I think when you... Oh, they probably knew it was hemp and you can't really do Well, not only that, but I think when you have a contract, there's, like, I don't know. I would assume that you would have to take certain security measures yeah. well, it was just growing that road. type of stuff. Someone could have easily just drove up in their pickup truck. Yeah. Um, went home. Take tried, it. Yeah, you can take it, it, but you don't know if they got cameras in the trees watching, yeah. you know. They could have two cameras going each way on that road and then your license plate. That's all they need. Yep. They'll find you. Yeah, they'll find you. So I just think they're setting out booby traps. Because <laughs> you would and I would. You, you know would, they're yeah. doing There could have been like a little electric fence, like yeah. a trip wire. Yeah, it, it sends like a is nothing compared alarm. to what these guys are going to do. <laughs> you got to like Gilligan's Island, but uh, you know, just keep pinching yourself so you never have to wake up from that incredible dream. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, what else do I have on my notes? I'm going to get right to this because I'm interested in this. Uh, we sent me. You have the largest collection of restored American pinball machines and antique rock. Cola jukeboxes in Central America. That's right, boys. I'm oh. a treasure hunter. Okay, oh, yeah. well, this has me interested because I know, like, on TV, they do those certain things where they'll go around and, like, I think that guy has, like, one of the people I've seen, he he opened up, like, an arcade, but it's all retro stuff. Yep. And when he told me that you have the largest collection of pinball machines, I immediately, like... I was like, oh, hell yeah. Because, like, that was the big thing for me growing up, all right? Because my dad and my mom, they liked to party. So I was always being brought to the bar with them. Yeah, I mean, that won't fly these days, but back then, it didn't fucking matter. You yeah, know? Nobody to, gave a shit. He used to get Shirley Temple. They'd be and... like, yeah, go play here. Here's five bucks. Turn it into change and go play the arcade games that are yeah. at the bar. All right, cool. Well, I had shuffleboard at the block. Yeah, the shuffleboard... Uh, Mine was pinball machines. Yeah. Because at Ken's Bowl, they had a couple different ones. Um, I forget what the... Uh, fuck. I can't even remember the name of that bar. It used to be there on North Street, right under that juvenile court building now. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't I don't even... I never knew the name my of My parents' place. friends used to own it. Oh. So, like, that, that's what I remember because I was there every weekend playing their pinball machine and their machines and shit. And now, like, I can't find a pinball machine to save my life. Like, I can't even remember the last time I've seen one. Yeah, no, me neither. Had to have been at least, like, ten years the ago. The Madison might have one. <laughs> no, I think they just have a pool table. So that's really cool. When... When and why? 
<laughs> should I say, uh, did all this like, you know, pop in your head that you wanted to start collecting pinball machines? Comes from the same passion as you explained growing up and playing those amazing machines everywhere and anywhere. And when you watch older movies, you see them in the bars and the restaurants and you point them out. And um, I had the space, I had the income yep. and I still had the passion. It keeps me young. There's certain stages in life you're supposed to do things. But to me, I always still had that young streak in me yep. and I prefer my own tastes. And, you know, same thing, gentlemen, the bars and arcades closed. You see things on Craigslist or our local Mercados or our local markets that we have here or just through the grapevine. And one man's trash is another man's. They have no idea what they're sitting on. A machine that could be restored could be thousands of dollars. And they're giving them away and thanking me for taking them out of their bodega for a couple hundred dollars. (laughs) And um, you know when something is valuable, even if it's covered with dust and dirt. And even crap, you can tell. And uh, I knew enough. And so bought my first one, bought a couple more, and now I'm up to 13 pinball machines, six jukeboxes, ski machine, air hockey table. and but, but the pinballs, they're gorgeous. My oldest machine, guys, is a 1976 Bally's Freedom. Wow. And the newest one is the, um, it's a 96 uh, Last Action Hero with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I just got everything in between. And... Um, you see the old ones with the wheels and then you got the different sort of scoring LED lights and then you got the different, uh, you know, the screens that you have today. Yep. Uh, yep. And it's just um, the transformation, the play fields, the, the outside paint and artwork, the marquees. Is it complicated? Yes, but it also can be fixed with a trained electrician. And there are certain professional places that you can literally look up the part from the manual, order it from them from five bucks to a couple hundred dollars. And the next thing you know, gentlemen, just a little twists and turns, you you have this gorgeous, gorgeous machine working again. And and all the agents say, yeah, I played virtual pinball. And I'm like, listen, guys, there's so many things that are better not on the internet. And one yeah. of them is definitely pinball. You got to feel the machine like Elton yeah. John says. You can the lights and the bumpers. And it's just, to me, it's an experience. But, but business-wise, it's a place for people to hang out, let off steam, recharge batteries, and even hang out with the FA. Yeah. So it, it's been very effective for me for my company culture. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I, um, I bought... I, we were driving, and I wanted to drive by that house that I was telling you about earlier because yeah. I want to see what it looked like in person. And on the way there, I stumbled upon a tag sale, and this guy had like two yards full of just the biggest collection of golf clubs I've ever seen. <laughs> like, there's so many golf clubs. And then I go, we check out what he has in the yard, and I look in the garage, and there's just more golf clubs <laughs> with golf bags. These are full sets. And the amount of like bar mirrors and um, I love neon bar lights mirrors. this guy had. I was like, I have, I have a stop. really nice one. Uh, you've probably seen it. It it looks like a dock almost, and it's an old Captain Morgan. Uh, back when they had like I think it was coconut flavored rum. Yeah. So it wasn't Malibu doing it. It was Captain Morgan. I don't even know. Like, I've never had a coconut ma- or a Captain Morgan. So I don't even know. 
how old this could be. Probably somewhere in the 90s. But it's in perfect condition. It's got an inlay with, like, that thick rope, like, the yeah, yeah, dock yeah. rope in it going around. It's a wood frame. And, like, I when I got that, I was like, I need to find more. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I want to. Oh, this guy had a huge collection of them. Oh, shit, it was ridiculous. Man. I don't know how he fit it in the house. I know my dad has one down in the cellar. And I'm going to probably try and take that from him. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I walked out bar. Uh, $60 worth of mirrors, which was just two mirrors. Uh, they're both Genesee. The guy was like, oh, yeah, this one with the, nice. with, the, with the horses on it, that one's rare. I looked it up. I found more of those, and I did the other one. And then you go for like $35 to $55. So getting two for $55, it's, it's a good price. Yeah, yeah. And they're hard to find at tag sales. I haven't seen any tag sales. You probably but, just uh, order them offline, though. Genesee, yeah, but they would be more expensive online. Yeah, yeah. And they're Genesee. The you point. don't find Genesee <coughs> anywhere. That, yeah, it. Most of his stuff was Budweiser, and he had a lot of cool like paintings and stuff. But because he left them outside, some oh, of them like underneath yeah. the glass, the condensation was, and they're all sun bleached. Like uh, they he had a couple Norman Rockwells that I wanted, but they were sun bleached. Yeah, it's like oh, what the fuck. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he had an awesome... I don't know how this guy fit all that in the house, man. See, that, I, I need a collection. Like, yeah. right now I'm just collecting lizards. <laughs> and I need, like, an actual collecting. Yeah. Or collection. Rather. That's why I pick knickknacks. Yeah. Well, those knickknacks that you're into, fucking... They could be anywhere from, you know, $5 to a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. So, it's yeah. like... Like, the couple... The Hummel that I picked up last week, the rest of them are, like... They can go anywhere between twenty bucks and like seven hundred bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I mean, I understand it, and I guess I kind of have a collection with like some trading cards and shit. But they're coming out with like new packs every couple months, and it's like I can't keep up with that. Yeah, it's like, a lot. Th- that's too much. You know, maybe one day, like hopefully, like I eventually find something. Like I hope that carpentry takes off for me, and I learn enough to where. I could start getting my own jobs to make it work because I'd love to do this as a profession and be able to pay for like something because even my uncle, my, my cousin who was sitting on the couch when we walked in today, yep. they uh, like, it must be like a family thing, but everyone in my family besides my dad, uh, they collect old cars. So my cousin, he has two old square body trucks that he's restoring right now. My uncle's got a Chevelle SS. uh, I think it's a 67 or a 69. It's beautiful. This thing is everything on its chrome. (laughs) Literally everything underneath the hood is chrome. It's it's a beautiful car. The thing is so loud. Uh, He has this uh, manifold system where, like, when he starts up the car, it's loud. But then he opens up the manifold, and it's like (laughs) you could probably hear it across the lake. That's how loud this car is. But... It's, like, that type of stuff. Like, I want to be able to restore something and, like, you know, bring well, it back small. to its... Look at uh, thrift shops. Yeah. Or antique stores, and you can begin with just refurbishing some old antique chair. Ooh. That's just wicked cool. Yeah. Or yeah, an old lamp or something where you get it for the fraction of the price. Like, a you know, a Tiffany lamp, for an example. You guys with the electricity could fix that up. Yeah. Or even with yeah. your carpentry fixing tables and stuff. And might it be a good side hustle? 
Yeah. If you think about it, fixing well, that up and selling it. But yeah, man, start small. You got some ideas. That is a good idea, actually. We should go to the restore soon. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I might find an old Atari 2600. Ooh, <laughs> you yeah. never know. Yeah, that would be beautiful. Because typically, if they end up at a restore, chances are they work. Yeah, because they do test it. Yeah. yeah, they test them. So that's that's a good idea. Yeah, Start small, work your way up. Cheaper than buying it at a game And wood's shop. easy. I mean, I already know it. So yeah. staining and fixing it, that's that's piece of cake at that point. You know, I just need the router bits and a router. Yeah. But you'll get that one thing you never even thought of that will be sitting there. And then all of a sudden you're into like porcelain, you know, clowns or something. You know, I mean, all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden you're... You'll, you'll, and then everyone will be like, what's he into? But you'll, 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 you'll be obsessed with it. Yep. They, the scientists saying, the doctors say, you know, crossword puzzles, second languages and hobbies, keep your mind sharp. You're constantly looking, you know, needle in the haystack. Even if you're 0 for 5, it doesn't matter. The 6-1, you find it, you, you get excited over it. I, I'm a patient man. Don't think I buy a machine a month. This is a collection over the course of 10 years. And yep. so it, it could take months to find a machine. And uh, and then you catch it, you hunt it, you make sure you do whatever you can to get it. Yep. And that's uh, that's a thrill as well. It is. It is. It's definitely the most exciting thing is, you know, scrolling and looking for this item that yeah. you don't even know what you're looking for. Yeah. And then you see it. And yeah. that's what you, like something clicks in your head and you're just like, I need this. <laughs> yeah. That's how I was with those those mirrors yesterday i was like i need that yeah it was like that you folding bar preserved. they got great energy if something's over 100 years people have taken care of it yeah think yeah. about that it's being passed on and it's almost like an heirloom yep like an old old hutch or an old dresser those are like things that i really like mm. now you're talking. stumbling upon uh, we actually oh, stumbled upon an old stove this thing. Oh yeah, the cast iron stove. That it was, was a cast awesome. iron. It was beautiful looking. Uh, it needed some work to it. That but was a rare find. They, they were what? They were charging not that much for it. A thousand. A thousand. Yeah, but I mean, restore it, and that thing's going to be worth. Like, oh, then they had that one at that little antique stop. Yeah, shop that yeah, we that's stopped what I'm in, saying. Uh, Shelbourne or wherever. It was. You might not want to get rid of it after you. Restore this beautiful stove. You know you're going to want it in your apartment or your house. It's oh, I would have kept it. Oh, yeah. I would have definitely. Yeah. All your friends are going to want to hang out and smoke and drink around it, right? That's the place to be. Maybe yep. not in the house because that thing, I can only imagine oh, probably gets how heavy hard. and how yeah. hard it would be to move that. Yeah. You would probably yeah. have to build the house around well, I try to <laughs> remember days. when I was trying to get that wood stove. It wasn't that big. I gave up on it because oh, yeah. me and Zarvis couldn't get it up in the truck. We had uh, engine lift and everything, and it just it wasn't. We couldn't get this thing up. Yeah, we yeah. should have known. Like, yeah, I, sh- I knew it was going to be really heavy, but I didn't know it was going to be like more than a two-person job. <laughs> this yeah. is what I know. If you owned a cafe downtown on Main Street. And that guy's flipping flapjacks and burgers or something on that. You know, you're going to pay extra to have your burger made that way. Yep, I mm-hmm. would. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. That could be the whole gimmick, yeah, of a restaurant. <laughs> That's why you guys old... are smart. Do you see how things are created that way, just by poking and looking around? Yep. yep. I mean, that's how we used to. We used to go to Goodwill. We had uh, back when our wrestling had its own place. The company that we worked for, um, they had a spot in like an old navy that used to be an old navy, and we built our own general store. 
just by selling like old glasses from my grandfather's house. Yep. And then we took that money, went and bought a bunch of DVDs and some extra miscellaneous things at Goodwill. We bought and then uh, kids, man, kids will buy and, anything. Like, <laughs> other little knickknacks and stuff from my grandfather's house, and kids were just buying it. The, the can the bags of candy corn. Yeah, we it was like. Uh, probably spring at this point or something. no it was uh it was like christmas i'll say yeah. <laughs> and we had uh gotten bags of candy corn for discount it was like what 70 cents a bag no it was like 36 30 cents a bag. yeah it was super cheap i spent and like three something on like we were bags. like hey if they don't sell we only spent like five bucks yeah. two bucks or something yeah, on it, no, it we it sold was, them for a dollar yeah yeah we made a lot of money off of those <laughs> But that just goes to show, like, there's a market for everything. Yeah. You know, somebody will buy it eventually. It's just how long are you going to hold on to it for? I'm just surprised no one bought that Metallica CD that wasn't even open. Uh, well, after Stranger Things, I can guarantee you someone would have bought it. Let's bring it to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a bunch of those glasses, too. Yeah, we should probably clean them. Yeah. People. Oh, they can clean it themselves. That's part yeah, well, of, that's the gimmick. No, that's probably why they're not selling anymore because they're filled with dust and shit. <laughs> All right. Let's How old on. are these glasses? Anything antique? Oh, uh, they're Anything probably from the seventies or something. Yeah, they're 70s nice. Or 80s. They're uh, they're just uh, brown stained glass uh, bar glasses. glasses. Yeah, pretty much bar glasses. Yep. I don't know what he bought it for. Probably just. They haven't how my grandmother used to buy so much stuff. It was just uh, uh, unopened box. Yeah, two of them of yep. these glasses. So we're like, well, I mean, they're glasses. Someone will buy them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, probably not the best spot to sell them is at a wrestling show, <laughs> but <laughs> they bought them <laughs> with concrete floors. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, none of them broke. No, it wasn't our no. glass that broke. Nope. How do they look when they're filled with beer? I'm sure they look pretty tasty, right? I haven't tried it yet. I thought we did. I thought we drank out of them. I don't know. I've been drinking out of them since I was a little kid, so. (laughs) Because he he had those two boxes, plus he had the ones that were in the cabinets. Uh, All right. So he had a lot of them. Yeah. It was just Coca-Cola. Milk. Milk does not look pleasing in them. Uh, Brown milk? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's dabble in some in some, some news. news. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Today was a good day. Yeah, I got it these real good. quick. <laughs> I got these re- like within thirty minutes. I had all these. Well, it's the weekend. Yeah. Um, man gets stuck in stovepipe at the Cobb Little Caesars after trying to enter business from. Oh, it got cut off. <laughs> I'm guessing the roof. Yeah, if you're in the. <laughs> Exhaust pipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A man got himself into a very sticky situation in uh, DeCobb County Tuesday morning when he found himself trapped inside an exhaust pipe above an oven at Little Caesars restaurant. DeCobb County police shared photos of firefighters cutting the man out of the vent, which oh. <laughs> appeared to extend from a large pizza oven. Police said they got reports about a man trapped in a vent at Little Caesars on Covington Highway around 9.20 a.m. Oh, my oh, God. It's in, it's in the morning. 
Good thing someone found it. That was them. an early heist, huh? For pizza. Yeah. Trying to steal that pepperoni. Yep. It took firefighters about an hour to remove him. He was taken to the hospital after he was extracted. Police said they don't know how the man ended up in the vent, but they are still investigating. <laughs> he crawled in, obviously. Yeah, he definitely... Unless he found, like, a worm hole <laughs> No, was it he... smelled so good. How do you not follow the scent like Scooby-Doo? <laughs> yeah, <just laughs> I'll go anywhere. The bigger question should be, how did he get on the roof? <laughs> yeah. Probably... To get into the vent. Unless he... Maybe there was like a, a ladder. Maybe he fell asleep inside. And then he woke up in the morning. He's like, He's shit, trying to get I'm out. still at Domino or pizza or wherever. Maybe... Was. Little Caesars. Maybe that's the joke. He was trying to get out. Yeah. Could have still been an inside. <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk's 76-year-old dad says he's had another child with his 35-year-old stepdaughter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Elon Musk's dad. What? Are you still there? Uh-oh. What'd you do? You lose him? Yeah. Oh. Hello? All right. Yeah, our 45 minutes must have been up. <laughs> oh, we're doing it over Zoom? Yeah. 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 Look how fast time flies, gentlemen. It is a good time. Yeah, yeah. I completely forgot. What did I miss in the local news? We were talking about an inside job at the, at the pizza place. Yeah, yeah, we can go back to that. Um, well, no, you can continue. What, what news story did I miss? Uh, we right after we finished that is when I realized that you probably weren't there anymore because you cut off, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, that doesn't usually happen." So ah, yeah. I checked, and so uh, yeah, we're on to the next one. Yeah, we perfect timing. <laughs> you weren't gone too long. Yep. All right, Elon Musk's seventy-six-year-old dad says he's had another child with his thirty-five-year-old stepdaughter. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elon Musk's dad fathered a second child with his stepdaughter, who is 41 years old. I'm gonna say, it says his junior. I think this was written in a different country. Yeah, I think so too. Remember, like, remember the Indian Times when I was reading it, and it yeah. just didn't I'm make gonna, any sense. I'm going to assume that means 41 years old. Yeah. Uh, he said in a new interview, uh, the elder Musk and. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Yeah, no, that name <laughs> Previously long. welcomed a son, Elliot Rush, who is now five years old. So, yeah. Um, the mother, Heidi, and Musk were married for 18 years and share two children. Uh, whoever this is was four years old when Musk became her stepfather. Oh, so yeah. the daughter, the, the name I can't pronounce. Uh, yeah. Why do they have weird... All the must it's South Africa, I think they're from. Nah, but Elon, he just his more his most recent son. He named him something weird, didn't he? Oh like, yeah, isn't it like a sound? I don't know. Yeah, I can't even pronounce that either. Uh, the elder must said his daughters were shocked by his relationship. The New York Post reported that he had fathered a total of seven children. Woo. To them, it was their sister, he told the son. Uh, not his son, but it, the son being the news 
paper, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, they still feel a bit creepy about it because she's their sister. Their a half bit sister. creepy about it. Speaking with the tabloid, Musk echoed his son's views on population growth. <laughs> yeah. He, Is he just doing this to spite you? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, no, Elon's thing is uh, the population's on a decline. Well, that's, I mean, shouldn't, well, I know that's bad, but for the sake of the world, like that physical world, it's probably a good thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can hear that wind coming yeah. through now. There, I don't know where it's it's just it's just gonna get yeah it's nice. just you just talk over it that's all yeah um yeah this and you know this is that breeze does feel I, good. I just feel like this is another case where money is like money talks and speaks louder than their actions clearly because <laughs> help me step down I'm stuck <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. I, I I understand why they're a little creeped out by it, but it's not it's their stepdaughter or his stepdaughter, so it's not yeah, actual still... family, but it is kind of weird. It is weird. It's it's like 30 year difference, but good for him, I guess, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's still having kids at 76 years old, so good for him. All right, now this wind is starting. Are you still there? Oh yeah. Oh okay. okay. I always believe that any family, no matter how much money they have, they once in a while have difficult conversations around a dinner table. So (laughs) yeah. And it also, you know, people are real too. You you might think sometimes people are in a bubble or live in fantasy land where everything is wine and roses, but this is real. Yeah. And these are real things that these individuals have to go through, and money can't make it go away. It's really about. I guess relationships that you build with people and trust. But um, once again, this is a family I don't think we're ever going to have a chance to meet. <laughs> so when you yeah. oh, hear no. these sort of <laughs> things, you almost want to give people the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to assume because of, you know, how popular this family is, everything's on the up and up. They're just not okay with it because of competition for inheritance. <laughs> Are you, well, I feel like Elon. I'm sure that no one cares because they probably all have their own. I feel like Elon has more money than his yeah. father. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I watched a video. I think it was this morning where, like, this TikToker was talking to him and asked him a question. Elon was answering, and then like he was kind of like slowing himself, and he's like, "You know what? You're right." You're right. I forgot what it was about. And then, like, he delayed he delayed the project for months just to fix that one thing that this guy asked a question about. Because he <laughs> realized, like, oh, crap. Like, I should do that. I, I wish I knew the, remember the context of the video. But yeah, hey, I that... thought it was funny because he's talking. You can see it in his face that he's realizing, like, oh, shit. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, I should probably fix that. <laughs> like, he stops and he's <laughs> like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Isn't that what you guys do at your work? Make the suggestions? Yeah. And so a leader, but everyone has a chance to make their case. And and I like things like that. That shows leadership. (laughs) The more you do that and you strike it and you crack that code, you know you're going to get promoted. Yep. 
That just goes to show that, you know, the brightest minds. Yeah, like, like this guy from Dublin. just things slip, you know? Yeah, this guy took it upon himself right here. Sometimes yeah. you need, like, somebody from the outside. Yeah. To bring uh, to light. Dublin man buy his new plane ticket just to look for his suitcase at the airport. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I, sorry, I read this one, sucks. so I'm not going to read that. That's, like, my biggest fear is, like, forgetting somebody or yeah. something important, uh, and I have to go back to get it. Yeah, well, uh, this airport in Dublin was uh, has been super busy. I don't have to look at the notes because I remember it because I actually read this one. And uh, the airport has been so busy and, like, you know, short-staffed, just like everything else that's happening here. It's happening everywhere else. Short-staffed, they don't yep. have any, like, they can't, like, they have months worth of luggage that has been lost and, like... No, they don't oh have enough boy. employees to go through it. So this guy buys a ticket just to get through security in the in the in the uh, the luggage. Yep. So he goes in and he looks for his luggage and he found it along with months worth of lost luggage. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he only he bought the cheapest ticket. What did he say he spent? Eighteen euros. Eighteen euros for a flight to Glasgow. What is Glasgow? That? transition to in the U.S. I don't know. Probably like... I don't know. It doesn't sound like that much. Because I don't remember what a euro was. Ah. (laughs) Hold on. I'm I'm looking it up because now I'm curious. Open. Thank you. Ah. I gotta close this. Alright. Euro, no, Euro to, oh, it's the same. It's yeah, $18.17. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like pretty much spot on with the American dollar. Oh yeah. So yeah, he spent like 18 bucks. Wow. Okay. Well, that ain't that bad. Though. Yeah. I didn't know it was that matched. Um, but yeah, eighteen bucks for a flight to Glasgow. But he didn't obviously he didn't take it. He just was looking for his luggage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just want to make sure that I didn't miss any. Still another eighteen bucks. Yeah, yeah. He was going. He was taking a trip um, to Australia at the end of June. And uh, after his luggage apparently lost, Mister Lennon left the airport without a suitcase. Although after hearing nothing for a week, he later returned to the airport himself in order to track down his bag. In order to gain access, however, he was forced to buy a ticket himself. And then that's he went looking for his bag and he found it. Sometimes you just got to do things yourself. Yep. I just see that as lack of empathy from the airlines. You know that causes stress. You might oh, have something yeah. important in that. Yeah, it's just not I would have right. done the same thing. Yep. Spent I mean, 18 bucks for a plane ticket? That ain't bad. Well, if they're not going to, you know, worry about people's luggages, maybe they should get rid of that thing where there's a limit on what you can have in an overhead. <laughs> Let people just start taking their luggage on with them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. Just There'd fill no up. Room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking fill it up. <laughs> Like, uh, don't they? Don't I never taken a bus, but don't you put your own luggage in, or the cap, or the, the captain, or the bus driver does it, doesn't he? Um, I think so. I've never been on a bus, but still, well, I think like 
he's outside with the things and he's standing in front and you give it to him and you see what compartment he's putting it into and then you know when everybody gets off and it's time to unload you wait for him to get to your compartment maybe they should do that for planes although there's a hell of a lot more luggage in a plane than on a bus i think the whole process of how they do luggage is like the issue (laughs) (laughs) i feel like it could be automated by now I, i wouldn't trust automation Conveyor belts, I I mean, conveyor belts, sensors, and cameras. And you have that, and you need maybe, like, two to three guys tops now. Yeah. Just running luggage. You Can throw it all on the conveyor belt, and it sorts itself. Those Bluetooth tiles you just throw in there. And you that, too. Like, something. Bluetooth. Or not Bluetooth, but whatever, however they work. What are they called? I just feel like this is a golden opportunity for innovation. Yeah, like something's gonna happen if they can't find employees to do these jobs. They're gonna have to put in an alarm clock, go off if you lose it, make it really loud. (laughs) Nah, I think I think they'll fix it themselves. They won't leave it up to the passengers to figure it out for too much longer. I would hope, (laughs) because then people will just stop flying altogether. Yeah. Yeah. "Eh, Fuck that. I'll I'll drive or I'll take a train. I'll suffer. At least I can have my bags with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to do the uh, the train ride through the Hoosick Tunnel this fall. Ooh. I'd do that. Yeah, we have this tunnel. It's called the Hoosatonic Tunnel. Um, okay. It's over Hoosick. 200 years old. Uh, 200 and something people died in the making of it, so like it's quote-unquote haunted. I mean, we went there. We've heard noises and stuff. I, I know a couple friends that have walked through all five miles of this thing. It's a tunnel that goes through a mountain. Like, right at the base of the mountain. goes through the entire Florida mountain, right? Yeah. Uh, North Adams to Florida. Yep. <clears throat> goes through. And it's super dangerous. You're definitely not supposed to walk through. I guess you can face up to $12,000 in railroad fines Whew. if you're caught by the railroad company. Because I got caught by the cops, and the yeah. cops are like, you're lucky it's us catching you yeah, and not yeah. the railroad company. Yeah, they're a little more tough on it now. Yeah. Oh, not on we, the other side, though. Yeah. Well, nobody. there's nobody in for it. <laughs> there's like three houses. They definitely don't have cops. Yeah, that side's easier. Yeah, that side. Yeah, but that's not even the cool side. The cool side is the North Adams side because some in the winter they shut the door. Well, that's that's the thing. Like my friends, they walk through going from Florida all the way to North Adams, and they didn't want to walk back through to their car. Yeah, so they ended up walking all the way down to McDonald's and waiting. Like somebody they knew somebody there, and they had to wait for them to come and bring them all the way back to Florida Mountain. Uh, that's great. Yep. They're telling me that there's a room in there. And yeah. It had me I saw it on. Yeah. I saw it on YouTube. There's like old desks and shit in there. And it's like, yeah, it's that's, the old control room, whatever. That's crazy to think about. Like these, but you know, it's all automated now. So you don't need a control room and shit like that. And same thing with the luggage. Like eventually it could all be automated. Yeah. You know, but yeah, hopefully they do that. It, that would definitely be cool to do i definitely want to do headless horseman it's it's this hayride super long hayride oh, i definitely want to do headless horseman this uh year. they bring you through like a a wooded area and then they drop you off at like this motel that's in the middle of a cornfield 
and you walk through, and the motel's like a haunted house, and you come out the back end, now you have to walk through this haunted corn maze, and then there's like multiple haunted houses throughout this corn maze that you also have to traverse through and stuff. It's really cool, and then you get out, and you immediately get into another line for like three more haunted houses that they have on the outside of this. It's like this massive thing that you do. It's it's really cool and interesting, but super expensive. Well, I would definitely do it. Ha- Halloween's the best day of the whole year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And once you never know, we could be locked down for a couple more years. Oh. I would take it if you get it. Yeah, last year it kind of sucked because they were they weren't doing the walkthrough yet because it was still kind of just coming out of the pandemic. So they're having people drive their cars through the whole thing, oh, and it's. No. Yeah, and you weren't that allowed to get like, out, and it's like that oh. seems a little fun too. Driving it, your own car, yeah, but through. you don't get to get out, and yeah, you know that it's significantly the cornfield or the green. You do it, the whole thing would be through the wooded area, the cornfield. It's all outside, but you don't get to go through any of the haunted houses now, and it's like See, the greenhouse. That kind of sucks. Yeah, the, the greenhouse, greenhouse. That one's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Field of Horrors was fun, especially that room where everyone's. Oh man! That, Wait, was that Field of Horrors? Yeah, what we went to. I thought that. I thought it was at Jiminy Peak. No, no, didn't Jiminy Peak didn't do anything last year. Oh, okay. I don't think. I think that's why we didn't go. Yeah, there was this one room in Field of Horrors that we went to. <laughs> it was just filled with strobe lights and fencing, and the fencing laid out like this maze. So like. The strobe lights are impairing your vision, and you're walking through, and the next thing you know, you're walking into a fence. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so. And everyone follows one person. That's yeah, great. so what So what me and uh, Sean did was we led them to their demise, is what we called it. <laughs> we're like, so many people depended on us. Well, fuck, we're going we're gonna to bring them in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's just following. Oh, this is a dead end. Everyone's just, oh. <laughs> they wait for us to get out of our way. I just imagine like what the workers there were thinking, just watching them all like follow us <laughs> the wrong way. And then you got the it's like three blind mice. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got the idiots with the turning on their phones. It's like everyone's yelling at turn off your phone. Yeah, they they kind of ruined it. Yeah, uh, turning on the flashlight. They should definitely make it like a rule that you can't. It is turn- a rule. Well, they should they enforce, enforce it. it. Yeah, yeah, they need to enforce it at that point. They only had two employees in there. Because that ruined it for everybody. Like, it was fun, and then as soon as somebody pulled out their flashlight, it just you knew exactly it was where just, you were going. It was a dark room. You couldn't see anything, and there was just a strobe light, and that's the only light you get. Unless and a like, heartbeat. A heartbeat uh, sound. Yeah. It was fun. Now, listen. You guys are alpha males. Was there one or two things that actually legitimately scared you when you did this? I can't. I don't think. think not at Field of Horrors. What was the highlight? Everyone following us in the wrong direction. Yeah, that one was pretty good. (laughs) Uh, I forgot what the other houses were. They were fun, but. Oh, one of the houses when everyone was jumping out at you. That was fun. Yeah, that one was cool. Yeah. They'd come up and then you're just, oh, what's up, dude? It was a cool little area. It was. It was a bunch of haunted houses in like a. It looked like a small western town almost. Yeah, of like haunted houses, house. oh, yeah. and there was like a big fire pit right in the middle, and they they had a fire going. Everybody's just hanging out after the haunted houses around this fire, and then they had a tent. Uh, 
where because it was raining that night, I believe. I think it rained on and off because that parking lot it was, was just mud. pure mud. It was raining on and off while we were there. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, but yeah, they had a tented area, and uh, I they must have set it up on like a soccer field or something. It, it was a crazy. I think setup. it's up all year round. Is it? Imagine yeah. playing soccer. <laughs> And having that as your distraction. Like, yeah. You're not in a normal field. You're just surrounded by buildings. <laughs> it was cool. I, I want to do that again. Yeah, that would but be cool. my main priority is... Uh, Headless Horseman, definitely. That's $75 a person, but... Is it now? I yeah, thought it was 50 Last time I went, it was 50 but I think the reason why we didn't go last year was because it was 75 And it was in a car. I think that's why, because oh. they couldn't do it the previous year, so... Yeah, it's expensive, but it's like four hours you spend four hours there yeah it's that's not. how long i was there last time was four hours i didn't get home until like well they o'clock. also they do other things because like you buy your tickets and then you have until one they had another they give you a time limit there too there's a time limit of when you need to complete everything by and they're open until like one or two in the morning like yeah. they're open super late so it's pretty cool because like i remember our tickets were for 9 p.m and the end time was one something yeah. in the morning. I'm like, really? I was like, we're not finishing until one in the morning. And legitimately, it, it took that long. But we got there at like seven. So we were like, well, what the fuck do we do for two hours? They had like a magician show. They had some other stuff. They have like a stage there where they're doing shit. You can take your picture with the headless horseman. And they got food and shit. So it's a cool little area. What is Halloween like down in Costa Rica? Uh, it's very selective. I mean, some people spend a bunch and get some costumes. There's the occasional party, but growing up, the trick or treating that we used to, and all the, you know, the pumpkins, carved pumpkins on the front porch, that's gone. And also, remember, you guys and we had the changing of the season. So just seeing the leaves and it like that, it you just don't get that here. But um, it's interesting. I mean, they have their other holidays, but what I miss as well is the Christmas lights. Uh, I always oh, enjoy yeah. driving certain neighborhoods, that, and, and that one guy that really does is uh, you have that around your neighborhood too. Yeah, there's always like the one guy in the street that yeah. goes overboard. With one the year, I'll, I'll be that guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, a lot of people I've lived in the states that have come back, and as I say, it's novelty. They'll do it just to test it out and test the waters but um no I, I remember back home i mean what you guys are talking about with the hay rides and the and the certain outdoor events it's just um yeah it's what it's and, and the fact that you're still doing it at your age is cool you should never grow up you should always enjoy this stuff yeah yeah, yeah i feel the same way you're never too old to have fun <laughs> i mean at my company we do have a costume contest which is great so you know, I have probably about 50 or 60 people a year dressing up, and, and that's always a lot of fun. So everyone always gets paid for dressing up anyway, and usually the girls win because they wear great outfits. And yep. That's yep. just how it works. Always, yep. Uh, one year, we were allowed to, at my old job, dress up, and I showed up as a baby. I got the baby mask and a diaper, but I had I wore the diaper with the intent of wearing it over my pants, but I had brought shorts just in case. Uh, they wanted me to wear it without pants on. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to just put on a diaper. I'm going to make sure that I have shorts on. I'll just tuck it up into the diaper. 
so my boss sees me wearing the the shit like the diaper and the baby mask and he's like i want you to go walk around the warehouse like that (laughs) he's like i want you to go all out he's like don't don't censor it for these these uh these workers he's like you gotta give them the full effect of it i was like all right i was like i don't know if i should at the time i've only only been working there for a couple months he he was just he's like i'll send you home if you don't (laughs) jokingly but i was like oh all right well i guess i have to (laughs) did anybody try to pants you i mean that's the first thing i'd be thinking now immediately as soon as i walked through every part of the warehouse people were like oh my god and you'd see them start dying they would pull out their phones take their pictures i'd like do my little waves you know, a fake little whine or something to act like a baby, and then I'd be on my merry way to the next room in the warehouse. Yeah, that you was became definitely. a legend after that, right? Yeah, a lot of people talk about it still. Uh, around Halloween, everyone will send me the photos of me. <laughs> They're like, you remember this? I was like, how could I forget? Yeah, dude, that was two months ago. <laughs> One year I dressed as Wilfred. Wilfred. Remember that TV show with uh, Elijah Wood? Yeah, he talks yeah. to the dog, and the dog talks back, and it's just a guy in like a dog costume, yeah. his nose painted. Yeah, I went to work like that once, and everyone loved it. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what happened to that costume. That was an expensive costume. <laughs> just the, it, like you wouldn't think it was, but that dog costume was like a hundred bucks. Oh my God! Yeah, and I wore it once. Well, costumes I, aren't cheap. No, they're not. Like. What we should all be doing is buying them on the off season. Yeah, when they're probably cheaper. I usually just go to plan months in Salvation advance. Army and just buy my costume there. <laughs> a but we used don't have one, one anymore. Yeah. Well, I buy. I usually pick something that I can just easily make myself. Yeah. You know, like that old man costume. I only spent like twenty bucks. That's including the walker and the mask. Well, no, the mask. Okay, so it was like forty bucks because the mask was twenty. But I got the walker and the clothes. Yeah, and all but you that. did your hair and your goatee. Yeah. So that when you took, he did it so well that when he took off his old man mask, he still looked like an old man. Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> he did his hair gray, his goatee gray. I was like, yeah. I was like, why'd you? What's the point of the mask? <laughs> and then I did it again the next year, yeah. except I didn't wear the mask. Yeah, yeah. There was no point to the mask. No. <laughs> It was good, good, though. It was funny. I think my favorite was when uh, I dressed as a a female one year, and I'm I'm going trick-or-treating, and uh, this guy behind me is like, oh, because when I turned around, he's like, oh, I was like, I was just sitting and like, damn, she got some fine legs, and you turn around. (laughs) 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 That was fun. That hurt, because I was wearing a... uh, women's shoes and they're too small. They're my mom's shoes and they're just it sucked walking in those. But it it was funny because were they, they high heels? Those things can break an ankle. Mm, not really. That they, they did have like a little heel to them, but they weren't like huge. They weren't long. <laughs> it was just one of the short ones. Because uh, that's why I didn't wear actual high heels because I didn't want to like break my ankle. <laughs> Smart. That was a fun Halloween. Not as fun as the Halloween when we dressed up like rednecks and got my dad's truck and just drove to each house, jumped, and then like TJ would jump out the back and with his 
bag of candy and be like, trick or treat. And then they're like, oh, you guys' costume's so good. I'm going to give you some candy, but you guys are too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, how old? Uh, I was like 19 or 20 doing that. <laughs> well, is there any more news that you want to read out I of these articles? I can pick one more. Because I was about to do the next segment. Um, Keep the show moving. Well, we can do the... Uh, how long? Oh, we're already over an hour. All right. Um, <laughs> so I am. <laughs> yeah, it's who, whose birthday is it today? Yeah, let's let's get into these birthdays. Because there's a lot of good ones today. 1923, Bob Dole. Yep, Bob Dole, American politician, Senate Republican leader. 1985 to 1996, presidential candidate in 1996, born really? in Russell, Kansas. Yes. Yeah, yeah he died last year. He. Ooh, damn. Uh, me and TJ had an inside joke with him. I don't know why, but he'd be like, he'd be like in the front of the classroom, or like we'd walk by each other in the hallway, and he'd just be like Bob Dole, and I'd be like Bob Dole. <laughs> <laughs> then we used to buy the Bob Dole, uh, the Bob Dole, the Dole, the Dole bananas. Yep. <laughs> uh, Lily Ellison, aka the Fabulous Moolah. She was born in 1923, but she died in 2007. Professional wrestler. Yeah, she was a world champion from 1956 to 1983. Uh, I remember her when she came out with Mae Young. Yeah. <laughs> and they had their little uh, well, I attitude error. It's already right? been like 14 years since she passed away. Yeah. That's crazy. 1940, Alex Trebek, Canadian-American Emmy Award winning... TV game show host, Jeopardy, 1984 to 2020. High Rollers, 1974 to 1980. Born in Sudbury, Ontario. Oh, wow. Died in 2020. I didn't know he was still doing uh, Jeopardy until he died. Yeah. I thought he retired right before. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I think it was a couple months before he had to stop. Whoa. That was cool. All right, I gotta stop playing with that. Uh, oh, Danny Glover, nineteen forty-six. He was born in San Francisco. I didn't know that. Nineteen forty-seven, Don Henley. Who was that? American rock drummer, oh, yeah. singer, and songwriter. Writer of the Eagles. Yeah, I forgot about that. Desperado, Hotel California. Does a solo for Boys of Summer. <laughs> I like the Eagles. Yeah, they, they're they were band. a good band because they would always like swap out and switch uh, their musicians, and they would all yeah. play song, like they all knew Kiss everything. Did the same thing, but I don't like Kiss. Yeah, they got. A few, they yeah, they the got top a few seven times. of all time. Their greatest hits isn't it like in the top three or something. I think, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah. Oh, Oops. Willem Dafoe. 1955. Oh. Yeah. 1949, Alan Menken? American eight-time Academy Award-winning composer. Disney's Aladdin. Oh. uh, Beauty and the Beast. New Rochella. Or born in New Rochella, New York. I thought I took that one out because I don't know who that is. Besides what he did. 
Well, yeah. No, oh, all right. Well. Composed all our f- favorite Disney films. It's probably why of I our time. David Spade, 1964. I didn't know he oh, was that yeah. eight. I didn't know he was that old. He's only a year younger than my dad. I never <laughs> knew that. 1964, John Legazamo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the guy who voices the—is it the? Does he does? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does the voice for the. What is it? The squirrel in uh, Ice Age. He does that voice. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's um, pretty cool. He was also in uh, The Happening. Okay. There, there's a lot of stuff that he's in. When, if you see his picture, you know exactly who he is. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> you don't need to explain who Shawn Michaels is. Wait, no, I think the John guy, didn't he do it for Sid? He was the voice for Sid. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he was yeah. the guy from Pest, right? I don't. I've never seen that. Oh, that was a good. I got the characters mixed up. Yeah, he was. He was said yeah. the thing with the eyes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. The squirrel didn't talk. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, he did that voice. <laughs> Interesting. Shawn <laughs> uh, Michaels. He don't need you no know, introduction. Everyone should know who Shawn Michaels American is. American pro wrestler, the four-time WWF World Heavyweight Champion, two-time Royal Rumble winner. The first WWF Grand Slam champion, the fourth WWF Triple Crown champion, the two-time Hall of Famer, and uh, yeah, he was born in 1965 in San Antonio, Texas. He's with The Undertaker and Stone Cold. Yep, Texas boy. 1992, Selena Gomez. Really? Oh, wow, she's 30. I'm two years older than her. Damn wow, it. American <laughs> actress. <laughs> Uh, and singer. Yeah. Oh, she was born in Texas, too. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's born in Texas. Yep. And then, uh, 2013, Prince George of Cambridge, the son of Prince William and Catherine. Who's Catherine? Duke and oh. Duchess of Cambridge. Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, England. Third in line to the English throne. Born in London, if you couldn't guess. Yeah. And it's time it's, for Florida Man. It's time. What crazy shenanigans has Florida gotten themselves into? Florida Man! <laughs> Florida Man tries to flee deputies riding a lawnmower. You still there? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm just I making sure that it w- hasn't been 45 minutes yet. <laughs> Don't these guys usually have drinks with them when they're doing the lawnmower thing? <laughs> usually. Um, I'd like to hear some more details on this one. All right. Florida man faces several charges after deputies used a taser to stop him as he fled on a riding lawnmower Sunday morning. Saturday. Oh, Saturday morning. Is that? No, today's Saturday. Okay. Today. Oh, hold on. This morning. Got to move that phone away. I can hear it in the microphone. According to Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office, 40-year-old Dusty Mobley was not as successful as his previous attempts to evade authorities when he p- 
put a John Deere riding mower into high gear in an attempt to outrun pursuing deputies. I can just imagine how fast he was going. <laughs> Authorities shouted at the man to stop and get on the ground before they used the taser to temporarily immobilize him. After Mobley was taken into custody, deputies found a revolver and a handcuff key in his possession along with a pipe that contained meth residue. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this was fueled by meth. (laughs) Uh, Typical Florida, I love it. According to the sheriff's office, Mobley had gotten away with authorities back in early January when he dove into a swamp along Yellow River as deputies tried to talk him about... Wait, tried to talk to him about a $40,000 stolen boat. I think we read that one, maybe. Ooh, a multiple offender on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, Mobley was allegedly on a on the boat when deputies arrived and dove off the side and disappeared into the swamp, <laughs> avoiding uh, jail time. Sorry to interrupt. Do they get extra points when they dive and use swamps in any sort of escape with you guys? Because it is swamp talk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's definitely on our top uh, Florida man now. Yeah. He's bumped his Excellent. way up. Yeah. Should try to get the guy on the show. <laughs> oh, my God. Allegedly stole about deputies around. Oh, yeah, okay. Investigators said Modley had used heavy machine- machinery to cut. Ca- uh, let me try that again. <laughs> I have a bunch of cracks on the screen, so. Investigators said Mobley had used heavy machinery to cut a hole in a metal building in order to steal the vessel from a business off Highway 4. Oh, so this is... <laughs> so he... he I, I was thinking, like, maybe he just, like, stole it off a dock or something. Nope, he cut himself into a building to steal so it. So not only is he a multiple offender on our podcast, he's done multiple <laughs> things in Florida. <laughs> After Sunday, Saturday's encounter with law enforcement, Mobley was charged with grand theft, grand theft of a vehicle, felony criminal mischief, two counts of resisting an officer, possession of a concealed weapon by a felon, carrying a concealed handcuff key. Oh, I didn't know that was a law. I didn't know that either. Uh, possession of drug paraphernalia and felony failure to appear, among others... I don't know that. Mobley was held without bond at an Okaloosa County Jail. I can't wait to see what he does next when he gets out. Oh my God. He's going to go on a rampage. Yeah. I could just picture him trying to get away on a lawnmower. <laughs> That's how he's getting picked up when he gets out of jail. Just making sure you're still there. I'm worried... Oh, meeting will end in 10 minutes. Oh, we got 10 oh. minutes. Yeah, we got 10 minutes. That's perfect. Um, is there, you got any um, social media you want to throw out there? Sure, sure. I got a uh, Facebook fan page. Oh. Close to 99,000 local to- Costa Rican Ticos that are there. So uh, once this goes live, you're going to have a bunch of tens of thousands of fans that are going to be listening to you. And they're going nice. to get a chance to hear what the... Really, what some cool cats are doing north of Costa Rica? Which guys are up to on these summer nights? <laughs> yeah, and they get the and every week they get to find out what's going on in Florida with the Florida man. <laughs> but it's good. I mean, it's uh, as I say before. I, I appreciate you guys having me here. Is you know, I try to at least shatter some misconceptions of what a call center owner could be or CEOs. I'm just 
hanging out on a Saturday with some friends, chatting it up, having some fun, learning about some new news. And uh, that's actually that's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> the news part's great because, as I say, that's just the wild card you guys keep throwing out there. Yeah. So much to choose from, and this is what you guys choose. That's why everyone loves it. Yep. Yeah, we we uh, tried many other things, and news is my, was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely fun reading. There, about you these never crazy run out of stories. news articles. You can run out of weird laws. You can run out of uh oh, you run out of time. <laughs> you can run out of time. What it say? <laughs> Meeting has ended. I'm just gonna send him another one. Yeah, that's fine. I thought we had ten minutes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Lies. Zoom, ladies and gentlemen, don't. Don't use Zoom. Don't use Discord either. It's not that easy. (laughs) Bam. Yeah, we got to close off the show. We can't close off the show without them. (laughs) Luckily, we caught it quick this time. Just cut this out until he joins. What do you mean now recording? Oh, okay. Because it. All right, all right. Guys, you choose the best. I love it. <laughs> yeah. No. That uh, Reddit. <laughs> it's a good source. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's great. But uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Now I remember. You can always run out of weird town names, weird laws, and all that, but you never run out of good news stories. Yeah. No. Especially these days. <laughs> yeah. And. Um. I forgot what else I was going to mention before we uh, ended the podcast. Our stuff. No, but I, once again, I, with my social media accounts, it's, if anyone needs to reach me, just grab a plane ticket. You were going to take a ship, but uh, no, come fly down. Come visit me in Costa Rica or give me a call, 888 But Sean and Corey, I can't thank you enough just for hanging out this virtual beer Fast chilling out <laughs> in the summer on a Saturday. Yeah. So um, I think blast. your audience has to know what you guys are doing. It's great stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for yeah, coming. It's been a blast. Yeah. And um, just like what I tell all our other guests, uh, we'll be in touch in the future. Yep. And for the listeners, uh, check out our Swamp Talk podcast page yeah. or website, rather. Yeah, you, you know can, the website. Yeah. You can <laughs> check out everything by our merch. Uh, It'll all be posted at the bottom. Yeah, and subscribe to us on YouTube because we haven't gotten any new subscribers on YouTube. That's because we don't post videos. (laughs) It's fair. We haven't posted a lot lately, but... You can listen to podcasts anywhere else. Why would you listen to it on YouTube? (laughs) We'll be having a show for the next couple months every month. Oh, speaking of that. More stuff. We do have a show coming up. Yeah. Beat August, the heat. Oh yeah, we August sixth. We beat got a title heat. match. Yeah, we got a title match. We've accepted a match against DNA. Yeah, uh, again for the tag team champion. Well, they, they, they weren't the champions. No, they're just losers. Yeah, <laughs> coming out with Mister Man, a guy who can't even decide yeah. his own name. Yeah, Brett pushed him over. <laughs> so yeah, come check us out if you're in the area at uh, the YMCA North Adams on August sixth at five. I think it's five. You'll know. Yeah, you can check out our Facebook page and find out what time that is. But, uh, yeah. And if you're ever in Costa Rica, visit Richard Bland. 
blank. Yeah, gift him um, a pinball machine. <laughs> oh, absolutely! As much as you can play on me. Yeah, oh, that's a deal. Yeah, it is a deal. All right, well, cut it. Shit. Uh, I cannot even walk. My knees are so weak from the amount of data I received from the podcast that is effing weird. From cryptids to outer space, my circuit boards are fried. How did they know about giant animals that ruled the earth thousands of years ago? Nah. It hurts my would-be brain. Wait, do I have a brain? Can I have a brain? Well, according to electronicschematics.com, all robots have brains. Even the insect-sized ground rovers do remarkable jobs of navigating through terrain, even though they have tiny little switch sensors. More advanced robots have something called non-sensory activity. Becoming self-aware. No!